0: Saludo, mi gente. Welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, the podcast where we deconstruct the illusion and unleash the fabulosity. I'm your host, Gohena Angelique, your fierce, neurodivergent Jew, poet, and an advocate for decolonial liberation. So get ready to dive into the messy, uncomfortable, and transformative work of dismantling the systems of oppression and the limiting beliefs that hold us back. We're here to reclaim our power, embrace our magic, and rise into fabulosity. So grab your cafe, your tea, I don't know, maybe you need a shot, and let's get into some fuckery. Saludamiente. Welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, episode 13. Um, I'm really trying to keep pace. I find myself like, I'm like, I'm going to get it done this Wednesday, and then or Tuesday, or Monday, and then it all comes around. Um, And so I want to name, before I talk about this week's uh, episode and this week's topic, I want to name the extraordinary compassion that we need to have for ourselves in this moment um, and for all the happenings around the world. You know, I was teaching um, my last, I'm in the process right now, just started uh, today, my last anti-racism study circle. And one of the things that has been Uh, I've been just noting, right? Observing as I move in different environments is the way that there is this, how do I say this? There's this, um, I've been to a couple of things where the happenings in the world are not even acknowledged, and to me, it's so fascinating when there is collective things going on and we're actually not pausing to say, hmm, I wonder how this is impacting us unconsciously and consciously uh, and what space, how are we holding space? And in that space holding, are we able to be present with the both and, like, right? It doesn't make sense to fall into a pit of despair. It doesn't make sense. None of those things make sense. And especially if you're someone who struggles with depression and mental health issues that are not necessarily well supported. And so because you have to be careful um, and mindful, right? Mindful of your own care in that way. Uh, and so I noticed how there was some events that I went to and there wasn't even mention of what's happening because at times folks are focusing on trying to bring in joy or trying trying to bring in lightness and I think that's beautiful. I'm committed to it, y'all. You know that I, I've been talking about being mindful around how things how deep things are um landing if you've been going through a lot. And I think there's a space to name because there's so much going on and we're still engaged in daily lives that are like you know pretty uh, if you will standard um in that way that our subconscious our unconscious places are tracking our nervous system is tracking our um our hearts are tracking even though we're not turning if you're not turning you're in, Your attention to it. So this is just to note that um, even I myself, I'm like, wait a minute. I think that it's unfair to um, even have these like expectations around things if you're a a sensitive being in this world. Speaking of what I want to talk about in this episode, I want to talk about. What healers, mystics, and all the fill in all the peoples that are part of our healing process and our evolution, change, growth in this world um, are doing in this season, right? Like, what's happening for us? How are we showing up? How are we not showing up? What does that look like to be in the texture of still doing the work that we do? Um, And because we may have physical distance from the events happening, and I want to emphasize that it is many places across the waters that are experiencing an enormous amount of trauma and an enormous amount of like um, pain. And so knowing that there's such an elevated texture that we're, excuse me, Mm. must have needed that, um, that we're aware of there is, you know, it's interesting because when you think about healing, when you think about love, when you think about all those things, we like to think collectively. And then when we think about pain, we're like, oh, that's happening over there. (laughs) We're over here. But so many of us are actually tapped into the texture of what's happening. And that in that space, how are we navigating both showing up to do the work and being with our lives every day and the work of healing while simultaneously acknowledging that, there is pain, there is, um, right, there's so much, there's just so much, you know, there's atrocities, there's all the things that are happening. And when I'm looking at how we continue to do the healing work that we're doing, continuing to navigate and care for ourselves while simultaneously showing up in this like huge way, because the need both distance wise and and in our own like locales are equally rising um and so knowing that people's nervous systems are are being activated in different ways and trying to support that trying to step into i have w- been doing healing sessions which i cannot tell you um just always brings me just an enormous amount of joy and an enormous amount of um Excuse me, I don't know what's going on with the yawning. Give me one second, you know, while you're on here with me. Just take a breath with me. Let's take another one. Inhale through your nose. And exhale. Exhale. oh, I feel another young coming out. <gasps> okay. So I'm doing this with you on here and I'm not pausing to do it aside because to my point, being able to really be with each other as we constantly need to recalibrate um, and regulate and co-regulate, right? Our nervous systems toward anchoring in a sense of safety that is not necessarily built by our environments or built by the, the status of the world or the security, fill in the blank, right? Our security and safety has been so outsourced. Our, um, Intuition, our connections, so outsourced. And what I mean by that, so outside of ourselves, right? Um, especially if you've been a, a person who's been doing your healing work as your main, also your main, like, um, avenue door resource for income as well. There's so many ways that these things get tricky. And one of the things that I'm noticing. And really tapping deeply into now I come from this particular school. So for me, it's not it's not an entirely like foreign concept or new, but it's this recognition of coming back to a place as a healer, as a practitioner, as a mystic where you are actually re-examining uh, where your where your connection to spirit lies, where your um, trust in that which is bigger lies, right? Asking yourself the questions like, what have I put my confidence in? What have I anchored my safety in and my security in? And that this dance between what is our responsibility because we have the ability to respond and the ability to give an account, how are we actually navigating between things like our care, serving the collective, serving the community, um, and also preparing for the ways in which we would we would be wise to watch and prepare in as much as we're able to right and as much as we have access to and so where are we actually anchored where do those pieces in your life lie and I know that as a person who all my life right I, I I can't I'm not a person who had a later awakening that's not my story my story is that all my life I've been present with my spiritual gifts and with um This very collective type of uh, movement and service, and that I am fortunate enough to and and old enough. Really, this is really fascinating to me because I heard somebody say this, and I thought that that was really beautiful the way they phrased it. They were like, they were old enough to have anchored their spirituality not in. This modern era where you're you know you're tapping into teachers online or you are um, your awakening has come later in life because you were not in containers that had uh, spiritual textures right and so for me I come. From where we didn't have I mean, we had telephones That's about, you know, the extent, right? We had TVs and VCRs All of those wonderful things (laughs) Dating myself VCRs Um, Having said that we didn't have as much noise coming in, as much information coming in. And so we are my, my spiritual practices. My spiritual relationship was anchored in relationship with the divine and had nothing to do at that point in my life when I was younger, especially now that I'm older, it's different. When I was younger, I didn't do tarot. Um, you know, I didn't do oracle cards. I was the oracle. <laughs> Right, like I would, I would uh, come across folks, and if there was something to be said, I could see or I would, I could hear, and I would share with consent, of course, because it was never a matter of just coming out of the blue with something. Excuse me, and so part of this texture of being anchored outside of ourselves is actually a much more modern experience of, uh, this technological age. And so what's interesting to me is I'm hearing, watching and perceiving the call for so many practitioners and so many people to ensure that they are anchored in their inner knowing, in their inner relationship, in their inner qualities, right? As they connect to that, which has called them, gave, given them the assignment, whatever your cosmology is. And so, thinking about the texture of healers, there's and mystics, all of the things, there are different, there are varying degrees. And also, I want to say placement, but just bear with me because that's just a challenging, I'm looking for the texture of the word that I want to use. But placement or part, as I shared in the last, my last um, uh, episode, right? Like everybody has a part to play in our collective healing, in our collective um, experience. And it doesn't all look the same, which is why it makes it really challenging when folks are coming at you left and right from a particular perspective of everybody should be looking like the work that you're doing should be looking the same, your activism should look the same, all the layers. That's not the case. That will never be the case. You have to look at your your calling. You have to look at your assignment, your work, and you have to know for yourself because the trust that comes from knowing for yourself what your assignment is, is the thing that's going to anchor and hold you through the tough times. And so, what I mean by that i'm gonna I'll use myself as an example because I think that um, often enough, others can hear and or receive what I'm saying um, in a in a texture and in a way that um, lands very densely, other than the fact that when I speak, I tend to speak very seriously, right when I'm talking about uh, things that i'm that to me are important. Um, And the reason why it lands so densely or intensely, however the person wants to perceive it, is because there are some things that I don't live in question with. I've had moments due to the extraordinary amount of pain and life changes that I've been in where I've been much more vulnerable. Right. Much more. Um, and I always think about this in the language that I use to describe it as like I was hit hard and being hit so hard in places, you know, having my mother pass and having my father pass and having my grandmother pass and struggling finance, like all the fucking things are going to create a state in which my ground was shaken. My ground broke open. And, you know, I'm still in recovery from that, that stuff. But recognizing that in that in that it was has been the years of like going through it. What in the fuck? Um, there's this piece around recognizing that that this has been me at my most vulnerable because I've been going through so much. But my natural state in relationship to the divine, in relationship to my assignment in the world, has never suffered so much um uh, confusion, so much challenge, right? So much uh injury because of what was going on and what's been going on in my life. And I think that when we're able to actually step into this place to contextualize that, right? To be like, okay, I've been going through it. That's why I've been experiencing so many challenges or that I've been wobbly or unable to hold my own back up. We can offer compassion to those moments, but coming back to the texture of like understanding that my assignment on this earth does not live in a question with me because I came up from a generation where we were, we were, <laughs> while people were sleeping, we were praying while the world was turning. We were weaving in the dimensions and And there was no, um, let me, you know, have a tarot reading from anybody to affirm what we felt internally, um, uh, the texture of spiritually, right? And so having been able to have that particular anchor is what helps me re-anchor myself now in this time and in this generation, right? Helps me come back to this place where I don't, I don't have this uh, feeling of um, when I think about my relationship to spirit or the work that I'm doing or the commitment to the spiritual integrity or ethics that I I walk with, they don't live in a space of uh, people being able to speak into that because that is actually the domain of my relationship with the divine and with the assignment that I've been charged with right? It doesn't live in that question. And so coming back to this idea of recognizing that what's moving now is that so many of us, I'm going to call us old schoolers because now we're the old schoolers, right? Uh, My mom is gone. My dad is gone. uh, There's generations that are tired, exhausted. And because they're tired and exhausted from carrying so much, we're a different generation. Now I'm speaking, I'm a Gen Xer, right? Like if you want to name it in that, in that particular container. And we're a different breed for sure. We are a different generation entirely. And the texture that we bring to things are entirely, um, anchored in a way that we, uh, we had to be built differently. We needed to have our own anchors and, some of that had to navigate being in the multiplicity of the worlds. And what I mean by that is like, you know, being connected to this dimension and doing the basic things that you have to do here while simultaneously also being spiritually connected in a way that was fire, that was lit. Um, And so as I'm looking at the texture now around healers and around folks that are, um, you know, in different, uh, different parts of the work, What's happening is that so many of us that have been, that come from lineages that have been committed to this work for a long time of healing our collective and showing up, bringing, birthing this, the new world, right, as we will call it, right, this new um, experience and expression in which equity and all of the things exist in its rightful place, we are being called back again, um, if we've been outside, you know, wandering and fucking around, um, you know, being too, too grounded in the practicality of this constructed world that the oppression and all the things live in, right? we're being called back to this place of like, well, first of all, come back, one, two, come back to your joy, three, so that you can be resourced well, because now the work intensifies and you need to be actually really grounded in who you are and what you've come here to do. And if you are not grounded in who you are and what you've come here to do, the process of trying to do that, it, I would think to me, like the image that just came to my mind is like uh, horseback riding while not being fully seated. Right. Your ass is going to wind up tossed on the floor, knock the fuck out because you did not you did not secure your footing. And so I'm noticing a massive call to secure your footing I don't care what's going on around you. I do not care what has happened. Like, and, and if you get your shit in a knot over that, knock yourself out, right? <laughs> Old phrases, knock yourself out. I'm not talking about the bypass. I'm not talking about that shit. So we could just leave that out of the equation. I'm going to go back to what needs to be said. And what needs to be said is that you need to know who you are and what you're here to do and not in the way that this dimension demands from you, and what I mean by that is that we're motherfuckers now, where we're like, "What's your five-year goal? What's your ten-year plan?" Um, everything needs to be articulated so that it actually, you know, has validity. And there are things that do not dwell in the articulation; they dwell in the. Inhabitation, they dwell in knowing from a deep place and not from your frontal cortex where you can express with clarity. My mission is to change lives by who the know who knows what the fuck, right? That's not as important as the knowing that is connected to the lower energy centers and your your elevated energy centers, right? So the ones that are connected to the earth and the ones that are connected to the cosmos. Your knowing needs to come from there. Your knowing cannot be dependent on any one particular person or thing. Again, your inner knowing cannot be dependent on any one particular person or thing. Why? Because you need to be anchored in spirit. You need to have the capacity to be fluid. You need to have the capacity to shapeshift at a moment's notice in order to show up in a particular, contain in a particular way. You cannot be attached to the masses. You cannot be attached to approval ratings because good luck with that fucking shit. It's right? <laughs> like You are, you are... Inevitably, going to have folks who will not. We have a saying in Spanish, ni te beben el caldo. And what we mean by that, we don't even, we can't even stand your sauce, nonetheless, the whole meal, right? Not everybody's going to be co signing you, not everybody's going to be excited about you or thrilled. Having said that, your work and your assignment is to be grounded in what who has called you assigned you elevates you um inhabits you all the things however you want to perceive that your job is to be super grounded in that shit for the for the times to come because you are going to need to be able to shift you are going to need, be, need to be able to walk away from things that are not actually aligning with what you're supposed to be doing and i want to say this cautiously because I have been the, uh, the type of person who has really struggled uh, quite profoundly with the idea of leaving my loved ones behind or leaving my family behind. Um, and I mean that in so many different ways, because often enough as a diaspora, uh, what tends to happen is that... In order for us to have access to new information or different ways of being, we often become unrecognizable to our own communities. And then there comes this huge gap. It, it just, it's very painful and incredible and challenging, um, because the ways that Our sense of belonging is so important, right? And we we can't ignore that. We can't bypass that. Um, We have to honor that, but we have to figure out how to do that with an ethic and an integrity that allows us to fully be ourselves while still making connections with the peoples that we love, right? And so for me, there's this place around, and and I've been thinking about this a lot lately because that was something that for me has always been so challenging, Right, I tend to meet even the people I love where they're at. I'm not. I never ask anybody to be where I am at because I am aware, as one a grown ass motherfucker, um, that I am not. Um, my particular needs as a person are not childlike in that way. Right? They are not. I don't. I don't need somebody to be exactly where I'm at to feel connected. And I don't need to be where they're at to feel connected. I can respect and honor where we're all at, and there are certain things that will never happen as a way of um, how do I want to say this what i'm what I'm wanting to communicate is that the, the, the both end of always having my community, my people with me, because I am my community, my people. And also I know how to move in a way that doesn't need to differentiate, differentiate, uh, differentiate, um, via, uh, rejection or, you know, or, um, actually, uh, abandoning in any ways, right? And the reason why I'm talking about this is because often enough our shifting and pivoting may be perceived in our own psyche, especially if we've suffered with uh, wounds of belonging, wounds of origin around belonging and connection. We can actually begin to block ourselves because we're afraid of abandoning and we're afraid of leaving behind. And the layers to that is that there are levels of trust that you need to have with your cosmology and your, your spirituality to know that the people you love and cared for will be taken cared for taken care of as well. And that also you're able to respect the boundaries of what you're being called to do and who you're being called to be while simultaneously still um, healing those things, still being in a healing relationship with them. And so the ability to be self-anchored in whatever your belief is and whatever your um, understanding is around what has called you or assigned you to the work that you do involves this way of being able to have your agency intact that even if your spiritual mentor said to you some some sideways shit or some crooked shit, your shit is not shaken because you have a personal relationship with the work that you're here to do, with the spirit that informs the work that you do, right? Or the spirits or the gods, however your cosmology plays out. But what, what is not okay And what has not been okay is the amount of openness with which we have surrendered um, our, uh, I'm going to use the word approval or acceptance or connection to the masses or to your clients or to the people coming to you for healing or for wisdom, the way you've surrendered your self-belief to that the way you have regarded the voices outside um, greater than the voice that has called you or that has given you the assignment. And now we're being called to uh, to a massive self-correction around those things, a self-correction that involves this idea of like, wait a minute, you're here to do work that heals community. You're here to contribute to our collective healing and also who the fuck you think called you? Who the fuck you think gave you the assignment? And where the fuck do you think you're going outsourcing your, um, your work, outsourcing your faith, outsourcing your trust, outsourcing how things need to look, outsourcing the containers that you're creating. And I know that for me, I've been getting my ass handed to me about this shit, right? Whereas like, I'm like, I've been in the, the business mind so much and in that, um, And in trying to find, and this is again, why quantum human design is such a wonderful tool, tool, not the God my shit is enthroned on, right? A tool to help me reorient and reground myself in my own inner knowing and trusting my own process and my own way rather than outsourcing that to people, crowds, clients, call it whatever the fuck you want. The name may have changed, but the the thing is still the same. It's the masses outside that are informing how you move and how you're creating or how you're relating to your world. And the the thing that I can hear is like, that's enough. That's enough of moving in this way where you are actually constantly uh, changing shape, not because... um, movement in the spiritual realm is demanding it, but because you're at the mercy of a client, you're at the mercy of the mass, you're at the mercy of the collective. My love, if you continued in that path, which you're going to discover soon is that they will drag your fucking ass. And I mean that in the most compassionate way because people's uh, people and i mean this as a collective, uh, your collective community, uh, your local community, however you want to see it, the masses are always going to be um uh and i say this a lot even for uh, people who are seeking to like uh, show up in the world, right? I'm like the crowd is mercurial. The masses are, one day they love you, one day they don't like you. There's always going to be a variation. You're here for the people who are assigned to your particular path. And so some, you know, some people believe that and some people don't believe that. You're not here for everybody. And and you know that because some people don't like your ass and they don't need to like you. And you, don't, you can't live in relationship with that thing. And so thinking about our energy centers as they relate to the world outside, when we have wounding around belonging, we're seeing ourselves clearly, constantly living in a fog, we're going to defer what we know of ourselves to the mirrors externally. And this is where sometimes so many of us can get stuck in projections and get stuck in narratives, right? And simultaneous because you can't fucking see yourself clearly. This serves in the same way if we're talking about harming, if we're talking about um, having experiences in which other people are at the mercy of your bullshit. It's because you don't fucking see yourself clearly. And so you're constantly, you know, just in my head, I'm like, you're constantly whipping out your bullshit and stopping everybody with it and then wondering why you're getting the reactions you're getting. And it's because you're so unconscious of your own shit. You're not, you're not present with your own inner shit, your own dialogue, your own stories, your own emotions. And so it gets tricky. It gets outsourced. It gets messy. Right? And in this space of really starting to turn that dial, to turn and shift your orientation, to coming back to your center, Now, you know, in the language of human design and quantum human design, we have like these variations of like what, um, what your authority is and your authority is the place that governs like how you're moving with information or presence or essence, however you want to call it internally, right? Like, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a sacral being. So, you know, that is coming from a place that there's an immediate response for me. There's immediate access to my knowing, right? Beautiful wonderful the model fits wonderful recognizing that we're using language that again belongs to another culture so we want to name that and another body of wisdom right these are all integrated systems of wisdom together and so looking at and saying to myself oh i need to come back to the texture of knowing my own voice and knowing my own anchoring And if you're a person who may have an emotional authority or a splenic authority, all these other energy centers that you have a direct connection to, your work is to learn the texture of that if you are not deeply connected with it, right? This is what deconditioning is, and it's a process and a practice. Your job is to come to the texture of knowing what your way is and leaning in that motherfucker, so that you know yourself, so that you're not outsourcing that, so that you're not using whatever information you need. There's so much out there, so many descriptors, so many, all the wonderful things. But what then it becomes, it becomes a weird-ass crutch for you not doing the work of coming back to center and re-anchoring in yourself. So you keep on putting your fucking anchor out to everything and everybody else. And when you do that, the thing that you risk is that the noise, it's like letting the flood in and you won't be able to hear your own shit. That's where confusion comes in. That's where, um, you know, water gets in the cracks. And, and, and I love water, so it's not, you know, no shade to the element. But when it gets in the cracks, it starts creating all t- types of other situations, right? When your foundations are not actually set well and are not actually tended to or nurtured, what's going to happen as a direct result of that is that you will be taken by any wind. You will be at the mercy of everything else and not anchored in your inner knowing that and your inner knowing is what is going to take you through the storms. Your inner knowing is what's going to guide you through challenging moments where the external is not necessarily mirroring or nurturing the internal, but you don't need to be connected to the external because your internal is connected to the divine, to your divine purpose or however you perceive that, right? This is really, really important. Then how do we do that? How do we curate that? How do we tend to that? How do we What, what's the practice here? What, what is the ways that we're going to ensure? And I just alluded to some of them, right? It's like coming back to yourself, whatever your texture is, whatever your authority is, your profile, all of those things, your astrological, you know, makeup, however you're connected to your identity as a whole being, you're coming back to the ground and the root of those things. Some of them may have naming and shape. Some of them may be alchemized, right? Some of them may be from one school of thought or another. And I want you to just be mindful of that because I think so many people like to, you know, are going to go to fucking like, um, get into a knot with what they know and what they depend on and the body of wisdom they depend on. And what I mean by that is that my cosmology, my belief system, my belief system is not up for fucking grabs. It is my belief system. It informs, nurtures, and supports me. When I'm in a space with you, I'm offering you different language for your, uh, you know, looking, inner looking. It's like having glasses. I'm like, hey, okay, you could borrow mine. They're minor prescription. They're not just general readers. So you might not be able to see in the way that makes most sense for you. But we're starting somewhere until we can get to see what your texture is, until we get your right fit. When we get your right fit based on what your belief system is, I don't have to fucking argue with you about getting you to have stock into my shit. My shit is mine, right? If it resonates, if it feels like it's a similar texture to yours, then wonderful. We get to make this connection. You know, we're fucking besties about shit and shit like that. We have the same conversations, right? Wonderful. Great. But if you're constantly trying to Assert whatever body of wisdom you're tapped into as the ultimate, the only knowingness, then you're going to find yourself flopping too. And the reason you're going to find yourself flopping, your fucking work is not actually um, meant to enforce, right? I think of uh, Christianity, all due respect to um Christians if you're coming across this and that's your particular belief system, right? A deep respect and deep bow to spirituality in all its connections and also this idea of I grew up in, in a church environment as you know and this this trying to convert people, this trying to hustle people into a belief system, whether it's fear or whether it's um people seeking surety in someone else's voice and texture. And I I don't want to villainize that. I don't want to villainize it because I think things are a beginning, a door. Sometimes you need a fucking like, you need a support system. You may need crutches for a little bit. You may need whatever you may need. Amen to that, right? Amen. It's not a fucking judgment, but you can't stay there. You cannot stay dependent on the other person's belief system to hold you through. You must be in the cultivation of your own knowing in relationship to spirit. You must, you as a practitioner, right? In this particular container that I'm talking of, as a practitioner, you also have to be able to let shit go in terms of this person may not be able to step into that, that I don't need to beat you up over it. We don't need to get into a fight over it. You are welcome to not... Um, you know come to me for a session or whatever the case may be right you're welcome not to listen you're welcome not to read you're whatever you need to do by by all means i'm not going to quantum beat you with quantum human design either i'm not going to try to convince you of it i'm not here for that I'm also not here to make you do anything my way. I share my experiences, one, because I have consent, and two, because to me, there's a lot of value in the transparency of being able to hear healers and practitioners and your mentors actually talk about their own experiences with things, right? We're in learning and that's where we find resonance, not meant to stay not meant for sameness. And so coming back to this like your capacity as a leader, as a practitioner, as a healer, whatever the fuck you are, right? As all these things to be deeply anchored in your knowing, resourced by your belief system, showing up to support others and cultivating theirs because agency is the most important anchor of all, especially in this time especially when codependent spirituality is a thing, when there's so much information that people are often in fogs of confusion, right? And what I mean by that, let me clarify something here that's really important because as people were growing, right? I came from a church context that had a specific way of being a specific belief system. My growth out Out of that into other invitations that spirit was bringing me into was very hard and painful because so much of that constructed past was anchored in a particular way of being and a way of thinking. There's many ways that I'm still anchored because some of those for me, for me, are timeless. Not the next person. This is my shit. It's my business, my relationship, right? And so this growing, it, it requires exploring, especially if you come from really tight religious backgrounds. Right, you're going. It's going to be what others may call a little messy, or it seems a little like whatever. And that's because um, that's because exploration doesn't necessarily look clean, right? And we see that with the complexity of our humanity. Nothing is like this really clear shot. We can speak about things with a surety, but the surety is contextual. Our growth process requires an exploration that requires grace and requires compassion. And so that you um, may be growing in your belief system is one thing, and and that shifts. And so you you know, for example, uh, having been somebody who you know used to pray specifically and directly to your uh, male God, fill in the blank, right? Monotheistic male god moving into understanding energies, you know, god, goddesses, et cetera, as energies moving through all these faces. So then it became less assaulting for me to talk about connection with an Orisha or connect. And, and this is not that hoppity shit of like, I'm just te- taste testing everything. It's, it, it's not that my internal anchor is still set, but the expressions of connection have changed right? And that becomes a thing of beauty, but can often look from the outside very, very fucking confusing or very, very messy, right? And so giving grace and compassion to that. And what I'm, so I'm not saying that your surety of who you are and what you're connected to needs to look static. It doesn't need to look static. It needs to be anchored, it needs to be, you need to be in an understanding. I, whether I'm praying to or mentioning or calling in the energy of Oya or Hashem, right? Or the Lord or Shekhinah, right? The The energies that I'm speaking to are still anchored in a belief system that I, I, I believe with my whole heart and being that there is something greater, more more often than not unnameable, but yet we give it all these different names and that's fine because they're access points for relationships and energies that we may need to work with and be present with. But the anchoring is still the same that for me, I know... I know for me there is something greater out there. I am a creation of it. It inhabits me. It's not separate from me. It's both and it's all the things and none of the things, right? And that in that belief system, I put my trust, I put my faith, I put my hope in the fullness of that that, you know, prismatic kaleidoscope relationship with the allness, with the oneness. That Texture doesn't, I know for me that that is what anchors me for me, right? And so, knowing that for me, I am accountable and responsible to be in the relationship with that in all the ways that it shifts, in all the ways that I may need to pivot with something, the anchor is still the same. I know who I am, I know the work that I'm here to do. I know that the work I'm here to do is healing work. I know that the work that I'm here to do is helping folks come back to their center. Whatever that center is, your inner knowing cannot be compromised to the masses because you will suffer greatly. A delirium, a confusion, a delusion that is actually not the delusion or illusion you need to be living into, but the one in which you are constantly being turned by every sound. Not as an invitation or exploration to grow, but a sense of confusion, a sense of like, I need you to tell me if I'm being valuable. I need you to tell me my worth because I'm unsure, right? And we see this, especially when we're thinking about our contribution to community, society, people's lives. It's like we want to be validated in validation, appreciation. All of those things are important. They cannot be the food for your soul. They cannot be the food for your soul. You must know your motherfucking assignment. That it is irrefutable for you as a person. When you and I are talking, etc. Whatever I'm saying to you, whatever I am bringing into the fold needs to be able to resonate at the frequency of what you've been told and called to. Only affirming, confirming never defining. And we're going to need this even more so moving forward. Because with the rise of healers and mystics that you know everybody's coming out. Everybody's coming out uh, to do the work. You know, you know what I mean? Like if you're not, if you've been in in your own fuckery, right? In your own fuckery, it's it's time. In so many dimensions, not linear time. It's time in so many dimensions to show up to do this healing work with the same amount of people rising to step into that and step into the fullness of their expression is the same level of fuckery that's going to be available as well. The same level of, um, I remember my mom saying, saying this, using this expression, charlatans, right? The same level of charlatans are going to show up. Right there, you know, we live with that tension. And so the voice, the healing frequency that is most going to support our not just our healing, but our shifting, our evolution is going to be the voices who know who they are in relationship to their own assignment and are not needing to pedal are not needing to be dependent in that way of the external noise to affirm their internal knowing again, that are not going to need the external noise to affirm their internal knowing. So that means I am 40 fucking seven years old. And for as long as I've been inhabiting the work of healing, trust and believe when I tell you that I am very fucking clear what has called me, who has called me and who I have to give a fucking account to. Which are why my ethics are pristine, and what I mean by pristine is that i'm very clear about harm i'm very clear about the the mission i'm very clear about not creating codependent healing relationships where folks are leaning entirely on me as a source, I'm very fucking clear about power dynamics i don't need your power in order for me to exist in mine. Because I know that I cannot be dependent on that in that way because when things get dark and when they get hard, the fucking voice that I need to hear, that was me knocking, the fucking voice that I need to hear that I need to be in deep relationship with is spirit more than any fucking body else. the voice that you need to be in relationship with in direct knowing with is the voice of spirit however that show up ancestors all call it all the things that you want whatever the connections are those are the voices that your motherfucking ass needs to be anchored in so stop outsourcing your shit come the fuck back in begin whatever practices they're calling you to innovate the practices that you've been doing forever Because it's a possibility that your practices have become stagnant, stale, and also have become crutches. Why? Because they've become familiar and easy. You're going to be called to do the both and. You're going to be called to the ancient rituals that are known, that are seen. And you're going to be called to evolve them in different ways and move with them in different ways for your fucking self your relationship, your texture, bringing aliveness, bringing newness and freshness, perspective and vision for yourself. And as you show up to engage with others, engage with communities, engage with spirits, engage with healing, engage with frequency. As you show up to do those things, it comes from an anchored place of inner knowing that cannot be subjected to anyone outside of your relationship with the divine. There is accountability. There are counsels that you can create. It's important to draw in your people closer. Your people. Eh? Not, not anybody. Not anybody coming in from this. Your people. Closer to create the boundaries, to create guards around your energy and around the work that you're doing. And you can check in with your people. But the checking in is not tell me if I'm right or wrong. Tell me if I'm okay or not okay. The checking in is how is the energetic texture what is, where are, are we seeing any particular leaks? What are you sensing? Where are you tapping into? What is coming up for you? Because we're interdependent in our relationships, not codependent, interdependent. So the prophet informs, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the prophet informs the dreamer, the dreamer informs the other. We're constantly tapping into the textures of the frequencies we're called to work with. And that gives us a holder picture it's like the report back from being out in different places, right? And that that allows us to check in and ground ourselves into a collectiveness, not dependent in it or of it. And so thinking about what are we doing in this season? Where are we in this season? I want to name how important it is for that turning in that's happening for so many people, for the, uh, rising up for the anchoring that's happening for the curating of your joy, the curating of like, what are you needing in your environment in your being in your connections to nourish you deeply into your inhabitation? Stop. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say the, all the things that don't, the double negatives, all the fucking shit, right? Stop, stop opening that up to such a a voting process, right? Like come back to yourself, come back to your inner knowing. There's nothing to prove. Your beliefs are for you. You show up to help and support humans to come back to their own texture because you're going to need to shape shift into different textures in order to move. And that is very difficult when you are not grounded in who you are as a person and you're still living with the questions of who am i am i am i having an impact am i um you know and and i mean this in like the ways that like we don't know how important we are and when i don't know how important i am i'm going to make concessions in that i'm going to i'm going to find myself really um unsteady, right? For myself, this is not even fucking, I'm not even thinking about your work. I'm not thinking about any of those things. I'm thinking directly about this, like our own relationship. When we are unwilling to acknowledge our power, when we're willing unwilling to acknowledge what we actually possess. And this is something that I'm still working with because there's ways where I'm like, uh, you know, really trying to ground it when I'm around people. Because as a five one, there's I live in a projection field where so many people project shit onto me that doesn't it's not who I am. It's what they're perceiving in that way. So I've already have created this coping mechanism of trying to ground things in a neutral way where it's like, no, no, we're the same, right? So that there's not like this, like nobody needs to sling shit at me because I'm anchored in the way that I'm anchored. And so I'm still working with a lot of this texture, right? And recognizing that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, hold on, time out. I need to be in this deep relationship with my own naming and my own being. And I don't need to apologize for that. I don't need to neutralize that for someone else's like, you need to deal with your stuff. I need to deal with my stuff and you're going to have to heal those particular aspects. And so am I. And so it's like this posture of surrendering to the vote and to the mass, what is not theirs to decide. What is not theirs to tend to, what is not theirs to care for. And so coming back to this place of like anchoring yourself in the knowing that you're here for this assignment, you will fulfill your contract on this earth because if you do not, and if you are not aligned with what you need to be doing then the disf- dissatisfaction, the pain settles in your bones because it'll be painful. You're, you're, you'll be squeezing through so much. You'll be fucking like struggling to make things happen and make things shift because you're, all, you're out of whack for you. with, yourself. with yourself. So coming back to this like, oh, I'm going to anchor I'm not going to outsource those things. I know that I'm showing the reason why I'm showing up and I'm bringing this is for the people with whom my work resonates, for the collective healing of that particular person that I'm coming, their family, their family's family, all of those things, all of those lineage pieces, right? Bringing healing to that and that then that person will be on their way and they will move on. But the objective here is that they find their path. You keep continue to walk in yours, if at any point in time there is this like, oh, um, you know, if you're like, I don't, you know, I'm not with a fucking kind of Antelope anymore. You know, this bitch is like talking sideways. You're right. Or like whatever. Then our time is done. Bye. Bye. Be blessed. Be blessed. And the only thing that we're not doing here is we're not, we're not like, we're not going to fucking get into the mud about this shit you don't like it, the season's over, you got what you need, whatever, whatever, be on your way. Don't be slinging no shit because ain't nobody slinging no shit. Go on, go on and be happy, right? Go to your next, your next uh, thing, right? No love lost, but I'm not fighting over you not agreeing with something that I'm saying in that way because that doesn't make any fucking sense, right? If you don't like it, go listen to something else, Right? It's like we have to honor those things. We have to honor seasons and cycles. That sometimes people come, some people stay, some people go. And sometimes your own lesson with that shit is that most people are going because you want people to stay too long when it's not beneficial. Your tolerance is too fucking high for shit. I know I'm unless my hand is raised, okay. I've suffered from that shit. Still working my working that shit out of my system where I'm like, oh that ain't nobody got time for this fuckery. I don't got time for it. And I mean that in the sense that what I have time for is my peace. What I have time for is my joy. What, I, what the fuck I have time for are for people who are in it with me and are actually showing up in my life where they fucking know what the fuck is going on. Not that they're hopping in and hopping out. There's been too many visitors in this motherfucker, right? So me back again to this texture of like, oh no, I can hold and stand my own ground, and when no one has affirmed, I know who called me. I know the assignment I'm on. I know my motherfucking ancestors. I know the lineage I come from. I don't need words to articulate it in order to validate it or qualify it. My knowing, my knowing goes beyond what the fuck you think about it. You see what I'm saying? And as long as I'm being responsible and accountable for how I'm showing up in the world and how I'm doing my work, meaning that I'm in transparent, honest integrity with that shit, and I'm not like beating you up with it and fucking like condemning people with it, then where we're solid, i'm gonna tell you a truth that may be experienced well or not you get to decide to take it or not or you get to decide to stay or go, right and that there's there's not a battle over that. And so this is where we are. This is the knock on the door, right? I'm like, "Hey, this is going at ya. How you doing? And uh do you know your own name? And when nobody's celebrating clapping for you, uh giving you the greatest reviews, reviews and all of the shit in this dimension, how you holding?" When you get in the clap back from folks that that are struggling with their own shit, is that shutting you down and is that shit causing you to question your shit? Because that's their fucking lane and their shit to battle with, not yours. You don't engage in that shit. That's their business, right? If I'm working with somebody and somebody's resisting, what I'm, oh, oh the fuck, wow, okay. I'm going to leave you with it. I'm going to walk away. You want to, you know, take it or leave it. You do whatever you need to do with it. I fulfilled my, so you came to my path, right? You came into my session. We pulled the tarot. We read the cards, the oracles. We did the healing session. You felt resonance in some things and some things landed deeply. And then now you get your shit gets all, your underwear is getting a knot about shit and you're feeling the type of way. And so now you're trying to come at me with your, with your uh, resistance or with your shit. I'm going to leave you right there with it. I'm going to leave your fucking ass right there with it because that's where you need to be left because that's your lane to contend with. If you do not feel resonant with information or whatever came through, you are more than able to decide to reject it and move on. Now, it's most likely that you will come back and be like, well, you know, what you said was was solid. Wonderful. I'm glad I'm not living off of that. I'm not waiting for you to tell me that. I'm going to give you what comes through and whatever you do with that, that's your business. I'm not waiting for you. I'm not waiting for my gifts to be affirmed by you. I'm not going to make believe that I'm sitting here going, well, you know, I know that I have, um, I know that I have uh, the gift of uh, clairvoyance and clairsentience because these 20 people continue to tell me that that's what I have. <laughs> right like uh, these are no 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 i'm I, I know what is available to me i know the pieces that i'm bringing i know the pieces that i don't bring and i get to be in direct relationship with that and whether it's of service to you or not you get to decide and when it doesn't resonate you get to move on and if you're going to get projecty about shit, that's where I'm going to leave you with your shit because you don't get to, we don't get to engage in that abusive relationship where now you're arguing with me or trying to... Nah. And if you're insistent on being resistant, then I am going to create boundaries that are going to allow me to stay in my lane and leave you in your lane so that I'm not trying to convince you to listen to me. You don't have to. And also, I'm not going to continuously exert energy or effort to speak in your, in that particular thing or to that particular thing, whatever it is that, you know, that's showing up, uh, that the resistance is showing up for, because I'm not here to convince you. I will teach. I will explain things when I'm in the, the container. But other than that, you take it or leave it. And I'm saying this specifically for my healers and practitioners who have often had the tendency of like, you know, here's, here's what I learned a long time ago as someone who has oracular gifts. I will walk into the space. I will walk into the place. I will walk into the container with you. I will give you what I'm hearing you decide whether it resonates or not. It's fine if it doesn't. I'm, I'm not devastated by that. Right? If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's fine. I share it with you. If it is not well received, here's what happens. I'm not butthurt about it. I turn around. I dust off my feet and walk out the same fucking door I came in. And I will not press. I will not continue to press. Because if it is unwelcomed and it is not consensual, I'm good. I am not interested in force. I am not interested in trying to make my point in that way, right? That's what my justice and equity work is. Is I will make my point and I will insist on you know the equitable peace. When I'm talking about the healing work, the channeling work, the oracular work, all of the other things, if you do not receive me, I will not stay to try to convince you. I will turn around and walk out the door that I came in because my job is to bring whatever is coming through, lay it on a table. If you can't receive it, I pack up my things and I walk away and leave you to spirit, leave you to your ancestors, leave you to your shit. Again, no love lost no dependence here you could call me wrong and you can call me right as long as i am not impacting you know your life on a very like very basic you know survival human level in that way right like i'm not fucking your shit up i'm not taking i'm not fucking like demanding your money i'm not you know uh, fucking your partners all you know what i mean like i'm not doing i'm not like poisoning your children then you there's there's no reason for us to force anything and i can leave it right like i can offer it and then walk away that's my job my job is not to make sure that you receive it my job is not to make sure that you integrate it i can offer you practices or the wisdom that i've gained over time but i know my lane and i know how to walk out when i'm no longer welcomed no fucking love lost. Good luck with that shit, right? And so knowing how to step into that, knowing how to how to be so anchored in your inner knowing that you're not trying to force a convince. You're no longer um, living from that wound of like the belonging or wanting to be popular or wanting to be seen in those particular ways, wanting to be important because you understand your own value. If we're going to use that fucking basic language, you understand your own worth. It's not dependent in that way on that you're grateful for the relationship you have with your ancestors you're grateful for the relationship we have with your the spirits you work with or whatever those things are right like whatever your cosmology is that's where you find your uh the belief system that informs how you see yourself that's where that should be anchored in that knowing the the uh, reciprocity of affirmation confirmation should come from the people that already love you, that know you deeply, that see you clearly. You can't live off of random motherfuckers coming in and out of your life that that are celebrating you. They don't know enough of you. You take that. It's a blessing. It's beautiful. You treasure it because you're being seen. But seen for the moment and holding that lightly enough that the people that actually matter most in terms of like affirming you and seeing you are the people who know you, who love you, who respect you, who honor you. Those motherfuckers are there to really be like, hey, I see you. And I try my best to do this. I do this with my kids. I do this with my friends, the people like I come across, right? Like this affirming of, I see you. I love you, right? Like I'm meeting you where you're at. I love you for who you are. I'm always going to be here, right? I'm a human being, but I'm always going to be here. I'm always got your back like that. Why? Because the trust that we've built over time and seeing each other In understanding and in valuing each other, what the world has taught us in these days is to take that shit for granted. And so to be seeking the newness of new people praising you, new people elevating you, new people affirming you. Because you're so used to hearing it out of the people that love you because you think that they're supposed to say that or they they need to say that or they're obligated to say. Nobody's obligated to say shit. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there's some parents that don't say shit to their kids. There's some partners that don't say shit to their partners, right? Like nobody's obligated to shit. But once you have these really trusting, beautiful, generative relationships in which you are seeing... Right. And in, in your complexity and people are constantly in actual relationship with you. And I specify this because one of the hardest things to learn the texture of is like, I know a lot of people, but a lot of people don't know me. And I don't know a lot of people in the ways that I, I know them. I know of them. And to honor that distinction is to say, what does being known mean to me? Being known means to me, not the strangers affirming me. Being known is like the people who care enough to know what my favorite Meal maybe, or write it down because if your memories like mine's, I need to write shit down. Um, and it's not, it's not because you're not important enough. It's because I fucking been through so much. My brain is sometimes burnt, and so I need to write down your favorite meal so that if I need the information, I can go to that. But at least I want to know it. At least I care enough to fill in the blank, right? Like these are the relationships that are meant to be in your life to affirm you, to confirm you, to see you clearly. For you to feel like validated in your beingness are only found in those relationships that are actually relationships, not um, exchanges. So, orienting that in its rightful place and coming back to this like th- this inner inner relationship, inner knowing, inner orientation, inner cosmology, this inside job. Is one of the most fucking important things you are going to do and going to shift moving forward. And here's the thing: so many of us have been under the the storms for the last past couple of years, or possibly even longer, because uh, to to use the old adages, you have been tested like fire. You know, you've been put through the fire, tested like gold. Why? Because at every stage and every cycle, you need to be purified in that way, right? To bring about a new cycle in your life, to bring about a new time. You can look into the astrology of that. You can look into all the things of that. If you knew nothing of those things, this time would still exist. If you knew nothing of that, you would still be going through these cycles and seasons in which you will go through a time of purification to bring about a new aspect of yourself more fully because of conditioning and etc. Because that is just, you know, that's the process of growing, of really coming into our fullness. That's why as we age in this human form, it becomes richer, becomes much more beautiful. Why? Because we've been through so many goddamn cycles of fucking purification that your shit is, your, your vintage wine is fucking priceless. The wisdom that comes from it, priceless, right? It's like the shit is out there, beautiful, if you lean into that and so what i'm hoping for us what i'm calling us to is back into this inner knowing back into this inner anchoring back into this unquestionable faith this unquestionable trust that is no longer um that is no longer for sale in that way or no longer waiting the masses to affirm because when things change you need to know who you are when nobody's clapping when nobody's looking when nobody's there who, who do you, what do you, how do you bow? How do you posture? What is your posture between you and spirit? And come back. Come back home to that. Be centered in that. Anchored in that. Stay. Stay fucking put in your lane. And I promise you this much. The entire world could go upside down. Things could move. People can come and go. And the two things remain. Your relationship to that which is all-knowing, however that takes shape. And your connection. Your knowing. And that is the thing that will weather the storms beyond your even imaginings. That will be your resource over and over. And if you're resourcing outside of yourself in those other ways that have become dependent and you know that it's become dependent because of what happens to you when there is an absence of it. You know, you've become dependent on those things when there is what happens to you when there is an absence of it. You know you've become dependent on those things by how you become when there is an absence of it. If you have experienced true love, if you have experienced the truth of spirit and and your orientation toward divinity or however you perceive that, when you experience the real deal, the real deal can weather storms that seem almost unimaginable because it transcends it. Love, tru- love trumps every fucking thing. Everything. Love is like, oh, I see your bullshit. I still love you. And I set a boundary. Love is like, you're wounded. Let me put a bandaid on. And what the fuck were you doing walking down that that rough patch with no solid shoes on? Let me give you a hug too. You okay? You good? All right. I love you. I see you. I hear you. Love Fucking trumps everything and does not need rainbows and unicorns to hold the humanity. Faith fucking tri- I don't know about you. My faith has been tested. Ha- it's been through the goddamn ringer. My fucking God. Trust in faith. I- oh my goodness. This-, oh, this shit has been wild. Having been wild, here's what I know. That faith and trust trump everything. You have to cultivate it, tend to it, feed it. Make sure that it's constantly being renewed by the simple thing of a sun fucking rising, having breath in your lungs, the simplicity of that. The simplicity of that type of faith, that type of trust. Like I woke up this morning, I woke up this morning. The sun rose to greet me. The The oxygen, the trees are still they're blessing me every fucking day. The plant world is blessing me every fucking day with a new breath. My goodness, God, how good this is, right? Like, my goodness, Shekinah, oh, how good this is. Coming back to the simplicity of that. Coming back to the simplicity of knowing that these things... Despite what we see, despite people liking us, not liking us, despite all the shit. The ancestors, my ancestors, my well ancestors, they still have me. Whoa, whoa, that I don't walk alone. Whoa, if that doesn't build your trust in your faith, I don't know what does. And so coming back to that, coming back to these basic bones, these basic bones, so this is it. I'ma stop because I I I can feel it. It's we're we're in in this season, right? It's like, alright, that's that's enough. Yep, you forgot, got it, you've been through it, got it. Shit has changed, the landscape is entirely different, got it. Shit is wild, got it, all the things. And when I sit and when I ponder. Now y'all, I don't know where you come from, what you know. Again, this is my 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 scriptural background, all the things that come. I'm like, oh, oh, how good. How good is the goodness of the most high. You are so good to me. I look at the past and I look at things that ha- you are so good to me all the faces of divinity, all the faces and expressions of this allness that I connect with when I think of all the ways, right? All the ways. When I think of atave, when I think of voya, when I think of these divine feminine expressions that to me give me a sense of connection, I say, I bow, I bow deeply. Thank you. When I see it in humans, thank you, man. I just, I have nothing but gratitude because when you've been low, you know, You know when you've been low, what that feels like. And you're holding on to the threads, even in the darkness. So now it's just time. Come up out of the pit, change your jacket, change your clothes, wash your face, eat, drink, get to the work and get to the work even when no one's clapping get to the work even when no one's looking. Your assignment doesn't just look like the things you do in this dimension. It doesn't just look like the book container. It doesn't just look like the money in the bank. The work also looks like being in service to spirit. The work also looks like if you pray your prayer time. The work also looks like if you eat making dinner. The work also looks like your studies. The work also looks like you're resting. The work also looks like you're enjoying your day, your moment, your bed, the texture of your clothes, the smell of the incense you have burning. That's the work too. The work is still happening when nobody's looking. Even when your physical body is tired, your mind is tired and you just lead out, that's the work too. That's the work too. Do you understand? That's the work too you're in learning, you're in school and you're teaching. You're in practice and you're teaching practice. You're inhabiting and you are also moving, shifting and shaping all the things, all the time. And let's give thanks. And so I love you. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope it has been affirming. I hope you feel seen. And I hope that after you have this moment, in this transmission, in this portal that we just shared, for this what am and what am I looking at? Maybe an hour and twenty-five minutes. Hello, this is like a masterclass. Anybody? This is like a workshop. Anyone? This is like a TED talk. Anybody hear me? You get up. You wash your face. You eat. You drink. And you get back to the work. And when you think of how you're showing up in the world and how you're sharing your gifts, do it with as much love, as much dopeness as you can fucking access, but never become dependent on it. Know who has your back, know what strengthens your spine, and keep that aligned. That is your job to tend to. So I love you. Until next time, mi gente let's, let's dismantle the fuckery. Let's rise in our fabulosity. Let's hold the texture of our own inner knowing and not needing to be swayed by the masses or the crowds, by the fear or the bypass, by the disassociation or any of the other shit. Stay your lane, stay strong, stay rooted and go ahead and touch the skies. Blessings to you. I love you. And until next time. Thank you for joining me on this wild and liberating journey of dismantling the fuckery. Remember, we are the architects of our own liberation. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your people. Do all the things you know what it takes for us to keep these frequencies rolling together we will transform the world from a place of fuckery into a realm of unapologetic fabulosity. Stay fierce, my loves. Stay fabulous and keep dismantling. And if you want me or need me, yes, you heard me say that right, you know where to find me. At priestessingliberation.com. No be morita. Adiós.